Good evening, everybody. This is Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. Today, I am blessed to have along here with me Paul Butler, uh, a gentleman who has an extensive career in journalism, news, and radio. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Bubba. How are you doing, sir? I'm great, and I'm glad to hear you're doing well. I appreciate it. So kind of take us through, Paul, if you would, a little bit about where you're from and your upbringing and eventually how you get started uh, into your careers with, um, you know, journalism and radio. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it all started, uh, many, many moons ago. Yeah. Um, I'm from, uh, Salisbury, Maryland mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, grew up here, went to high school here, went to college here, um, went to Wacomico high school. If anybody knows about that and, um, played basketball there, but you know, my love in high school, and my love in my early years was always music. Mm-hmm. And with that, what I did was, you know, I just, I just bought all the albums. I went to the record store every Friday and got, you know, got a new album. And uh, with my love of music, I wanted to be uh, become a DJ, um, you know, on the radio. And uh, so I started doing, you know, DJing at parties you know, with the two turntables and all that stuff. And this was back in, you know, the late 70s that I was doing it. And I was doing it in high school. So once I got to my senior year, I started thinking about what I wanted to do for a career. I wanted to be in radio. So I started um, talking to a couple of local radio about the possibility of doing an internship. And Mm -hmm. once I graduated, I had a local station called WJDY, 1470 on the AM dial. The uh, general manager called me in and he said, listen, we can't pay you anything, but you're welcome to sit here and watch our DJs to learn. And you know, We'll give you a chance to get some hands-on experience in the production room, practice making some commercials, that type of thing. Right. So um, they brought me in the summer after my senior year. I got started, um, you know, as an in- unpaid internship and... Uh, in September, I started my college career uh, at the University of Maryland, but I still came home every weekend to work at the radio station um, because I wanted to, you know, get that experience. So after about three or four months of just having an unpaid internship, they actually started letting me um, run what they called, you know, run the board. So I was able to, to run the board and, and, and play some music and, and but uh, wasn't really saying anything at that time. But it it, uh, it eventually happened that I guess about five or six months in, they had one of their part time folks, you know, decide to leave. And they said, Paul, we'd love to offer this to you. And that was that was the beginning of my radio career. And this was uh, this was back in 1980. And uh, that's what I started. I majored in college in communication, so it it went hand in hand. And the other thing, the fact that not only was I going to college and working in radio at the same time, but the thing was, I was also a communications major, and I was learning in that communication field, not only radio, but I was also learning television and also journalism, how to write, you know, that type of thing. So that's where it all began, and I went on to have a... uh, 10, 11-year radio career. Um, once I graduated from college, I started at WJY full-time, 
And then um, there was a station that opened up in Ocean City in 1984. It was named OC-104. Absolutely. And um, uh, they brought me on as one of their overnight uh, DJs at OC-104. And this was during my senior year, actually. So I was uh, uh, working the overnight midnight to six shift. And uh, also going to college. So I was, you know, getting home at 6.30 a.m. Then I'd have class at 10 or whatever. But I loved it because I just loved radio. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, uh, so many of us uh, are familiarized with, uh, you know, your face and, and, you know, with the work that you did with WBOC. You had such an extensive career with them. Talk about that, uh, what that was like for you and to not only, you know, be from Salisbury, but to, uh, you know, to be able to maintain your work and your career and to, uh, you know, to go on and really leave, uh, you know, a, a legacy and you're, you're an icon on the shore. What does that mean to you? Well, it means a great deal. I mean, anytime that you can do something in your hometown mm-hmm. and be recognized for it, it's, it's really amazing. Um, you know, I, like I said, my, my focus early on was radio. I had no thoughts of being on TV until the news director at WBOC, her name was uh, Marilyn Burkle. Mm-hmm. She knew I was a big sports person, uh, loved sports, and she gave me a call one afternoon and said, Paul, we, we know we love your voice on radio. We know you do a great job, and we know you love sports. Would you be interested in a sports position? here at WBOC, and I had no television training except for classes I took in college, mm-hmm. and I went on, uh, did an audition for him. I know that audition was terrible. You know, she won't admit it, but I know it was, but right. they, they hired me, um, and whenever I take on a project, I want to be great at it. I want to be the best I can be at, so when I joined WBOC, I put my heart and soul in it. I mean, I, I spent hours working on my craft, learning how to read, learning how to, to you know, read off the teleprompter. Uh, and I just watched other professionals. I watched George Michael, who was a sportscaster in D.C., Jim Vance, who was a newscaster in D.C. I watched those folks and took some of the things that they did and put it into my own craft. But um, it went on to be, uh, a, you know, a 20-some year career in television. Most of it, though, was at WBOC, but I also had a career. I mean, I started at WBOC, and it was great. Um, I was there for a year back in 1995. Um, I actually didn't start in sports. They actually brought me on as a news and I did that for a year. And then I got hired in Mobile, Alabama, um, a TV station was just starting up the NBC affiliate. And, and one of them, uh, one of the news directors saw my tape and they said, listen, we'd love to hire you down there. So I at WBOC just for a year. Mm-hmm. Then I got hired in Mobile, Alabama. Wow. I went down there and uh, worked as a weekend sports anchor for two years in Mobile, Alabama, which was all, was awesome. I got to cover the University of Alabama. I got, you know, my first taste of really covering NASCAR, being down there. And then from there, I went two years to, um, so I spent two years in Mobile, and then I got hired in Shreveport, Louisiana. So I went there for two years at the ABC affiliate, which was KTBS, and I got to cover 
Cowboys. I got to cover New Orleans Saints. I got to cover, you know, LSU football and LSU baseball. And that was a great two years. And then after that, I got um, hired in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that was my big break. Charlotte's a big market, top 25 market. Wow. So I got hired as the sports director at the, the Fox station in Charlotte. And I was there for um, almost six years um, in Charlotte as the uh, sports director. And got to be a sideline reporter for the NFL on Fox for three years down there covering – you know, the you know, Carolina Panthers, uh, also the Charlotte Hornets, and NASCAR, of course. That's the home of it down there in Charlotte. Uh, so, you know, I, I covered a lot of NASCAR, even um, covered the biggest story in NASCAR, which was the death of Dale Earnhardt mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. was killed, you know, at Daytona. So that was just, uh, you know, uh, a turning point in my career, being, being able to work down there in Charlotte. But what happened was, after being there in Charlotte, we planned to be there. Um, my wife had a couple of deaths in her family, and she's from Salisbury. So we decided we wanted to move back home. We came back here in 2005, and that's when I joined WBOC for the second time in 2005 as a sports director, and that was great. I mean, I, I love coming back, working with Steve Hammond, and uh, WBOC has just been the TV station uh, on Delmarva. Mm-hmm. So it was great to come back uh, and and not only come back um, as a you know a, a hometown guy, but I also got to cover people that I grew up with, um, people that, that I grew up with as basketball players or football players, and now they were coaches at local high schools. So it was it was funny uh, interviewing them. Uh, right. Sherman Sherman Wood, who's the head football coach at Salisbury University now. He and I were students together at Salisbury University, you know, back in the early 80s. So to come back and, and interview him uh, was just awesome. Um, and uh, it, that was that meant a lot to me, the fact that I came back and was able to give a platform to people that I grew up with, um, to put them on TV, to spotlight what they are now doing, that they were all doing great things. So that was, that was also great. And, and then... Um, I took a little brief hiatus for about three years from 2008 to 2011. Mm-hmm. I took a job down at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore because my son at that point was playing high school sports. And I wanted to be able to go to his games. And I couldn't do that and be on TV at the same time. So I took three years off um, to, to be with him during his high school career. And once he graduated, that's when I went back to WBOC for the third time. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and that's when uh, Steve Hammond and I teamed up uh, on the anchor desk. And I was uh, the anchor there from uh, 2011 to 2017 when I, when I finally left um, for the final time. But um, to be on the air uh, for my hometown and for, our, for the Eastern Shore and for all of Delmarva was just amazing. And, and the people of Delmarva are amazing because – they really love those the people who are on TV, and they have a lot of respect for them. And, and the love that people on the Eastern Shore and Delmarva showed to me in my years on television was just amazing. Absolutely, as uh, you know, it's it's rightfully deserved, sir. You know, you have uh, you know such a, a meaningful and uh, you know an extensive career 
it, you know, I know this may be a, a tough question, but what would you say has been your proudest moment? You've, you've had a lot of achievements, a lot of accolades, but if you could pin in on one, what would you say has, uh, was the moment, the moment in your career that had meant the most to you? Well, you know, it's, 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 uh, there have been a lot of, but it's, uh, the biggest one for me was not in TV. It was wow. actually in radio. And that was because when I was growing up and when I was in college, I uh, my idol was Donnie Simpson. Mm-hmm. And Donnie Simpson was program director at WKYS Radio in Washington. Many people know that he used to be the host of the show on you know, BET, um, for so many years, and then he went on to, to WPTC in Washington. But he was he was my idol uh, as far as radio growing up. And in um, October of 1986, I believe it was, he called me up and said, Paul, I want to hire you at WKYS Radio. That was the highlight of my broadcasting career because WPYS Radio was the number one station in Washington, D.C. at the time. And to be asked to come work for that station was just, it was amazing. Um, that was the highlight of my broadcasting career. Um, in television, the highlight of my career was being able to broadcast beside Steve Hannon. Uh, because we all know Steve Hammond, he's a legend, a uh, television legend on Delmarva. He's been doing it for over 30 years wow. at WBC. And to be able to sit beside him and anchor the news, because, I, you know, I, I looked up to him, too. He was the best in our area. And for me to be able to be beside him um, and learn from him and become, you know, a, a decent broadcaster myself, I owe a lot of that because of Steve Hammond. So that was that was my honor was to be able to, to you know, co-anchor the news six o'clock with Steve, and then also do the seven, ten, and eleven o'clock at night for all the folks on Delmar. Uh, ab- absolutely. And what would you say is uh, your strong encouragement to the young listeners that will come across the podcast, Paul? Of uh, mm-hmm. you know them wanting to pursue their dreams, whether they want to get into radio or they want to get into maybe being a news anchor or being a sports director, what is your strong encouragement to them? Yeah, my, my encouragement is is go for it. I mean, if, if you have it in your mind that you want to do something, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Now, I'll tell you this. Broadcasting is a very competitive field because so many people want to be on radio or so many people want to be on TV. That it's a, it's very competitive. You'll see a lot of people that go to college and they major in broadcasting or they major in communications. And then once they graduate, they're unable to get a job because there's just not that many jobs available. But if you really want it, go for it because you can find your way into that position. So if you want to be a sportscaster one day, if you want to be a newscaster or a news reporter, you can do it. You just got to put your mind to it and you've got to really work at it. Because if you want something bad enough, I always think that you can achieve it if you put in the work. Now, a lot of people will, what happens to a lot of people, brother, is mm-hmm. they will start something and then they'll say, 
oh, this is too hard. You'll give up. Well, listen, whenever you start something, it's always going to be hard. You're just learning. But just stick it out. Um, go through the yumps and down. Go through the bumps and the bruises. But if you want it, you can make it. I, I got a quick story because when I was when I first started as a news anchor, or actually in TV, mm-hmm. I had a TV veteran uh, tell me that I would never make it in TV. Wow. Now, if I had listened to you, I never. I would have just quit. But I knew in my heart what I wanted to do, and I just went for it. I mean, after. After every newscast, I was adamant. I would watch my, I would watch every sportscast. I would watch every newscast right after it, just to just to watch what I did well or what I didn't do well. And then I would correct it to the next. One. So that was how, you know, I was so steadfast at getting better, is that I would critique myself every single day, and but I, not only myself, I would take off to other people to look at. It. So they can critique me and give me advice as well. Absolutely. But, but, but my advice to them would be, yes, go for it. If you want to be in television, most of them are going to require that you have a college degree if you want to be on air. Okay. Um, if you want to be in radio, um, call your local radio station. See if they have some positions for people to, to you know, intern or run the board or, um, you know, be someone that can answer the phones for somebody just to get your foot in the door. And then once you get your foot in the door, then you can learn and who knows what can happen. That's what happened to me. I got my foot in the door and then, you know, the rest is is history. Absolutely. So, um, I think, you know, um, your message there was, um, you know, very, um, you know, powerful obviously, but, um, I, I think it really wraps up to, Whatever your dream is in life, uh, you know, hold on to it, protect it, and never let it go. You know, there's going to be haters, naysayers, people that want to see normality in your dream. But, you know, if you know it in your heart and, you know, it's something that's compelled across your mind and you believe it and, and you know, you achieve it, you will become it. You know, you have to uh, work immensely hard. You have to have great sacrifice and, most importantly, a strong faith. And so I appreciate your strong message on that, Paul. We'll go off topic here for a moment. And we'll get back mm-hmm. into things. Um, as you may know, uh, and many of the listeners may know, that uh, recently I was promoted to chairman of Bodyguards Against Bullying. Paul, what is your message across the platform to speak out against bullying? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we see a lot of it um, uh, because, you know, I'm also the director of communications for Wacomico County Public Schools. So yeah, yes, we, do, we do see bullying at, at times. And what I would say, and I'm glad that, you know, Bubba, that you're into this, you're really a proponent um, against bullying because it can really be devastating for kids. So here's what I'll say to kids. I'll say to parents as well. Mm-hmm. Listen, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't go and, and try to bully somebody because it, it can really hurt somebody's uh, self-image. But I'll also say this to people who are bullied. Listen, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything or that you're not this or you're not that. Um, if you are bullied, tell someone. Okay? Tell an adult. Tell a teacher. Tell an administrator. Don't let it go. Okay? Let somebody know about it. Because the bully is what he's or he or she, they are thinking 
that you're not going to tell anybody. But we want you to go and we want you to tell somebody because that's the way to help get it to stop. Because if you don't tell anybody, they're going to keep doing it. So we want you to, as soon as it happens, in fact, for Wacomico County Public School, you know, for students, we actually have a bullying reporting form on our website so that if somebody bullies you, you can just go on to the reporting form and report the incident. And we're going to investigate it right away. So my, my thing is, you know, with you, Bubba, promoting this, listen, he does a great job. Look, if he comes to your school, if he comes to your community center, Bubba knows what he's talking about when he comes to, you know, anti-bullying. And we do the same thing. It's because we don't want any kid to feel uncomfortable when they're in class, uncomfortable when they're, you know, at a, at a game, uh, on school property or anything like that. We want them to feel comfortable, and we just uh, speak out totally against bullying, um, you know, especially in our schools. Absolutely, sir, and I appreciate your, uh, your strong words there and, uh, you know, your um, insightful words as well. Um, we'll get back into things. Uh, again, I appreciate that so much. What, mm-hmm. what would you say throughout your journey? We talked about your proudest moments. Uh, obviously, you're, you're a gentleman with uh, an immense amount of, of knowledge and, and insight and experiences. What have you learned most throughout your career and, and journey in life? Well, uh, I'm getting up there in age. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so so I've, know, I've uh, learned a lot. And, and what I know, know um, best is what my mom and dad taught me. I, I was blessed to have um, two parents that uh, really brought us up right. Um, you know, we were, were heavily, uh, you know, in the church. My mom and dad, though, always told us a couple of things. Number one is just treat people right. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be nice to people. Be kind. That, and that was one of the things that always, um, you know, we tried to do in my family was to treat people nicely because this world has enough of people, you know, being negative or trying to bring people down or there's jealousy or that type of thing. Just try to be nice to people, you know, as much as you can. And the other thing was, is encourage people. Encourage people. Be positive, you know, make, try to, try to uh, have people um, be as positive as possible. So if I see somebody that's not having a great day or somebody that uh, has had a tough break, I try to encourage them as much as possible. And the other thing is, is treat everybody the same. I don't care if you are the CEO of the company or if you are um, the janitor at the company. I'm going to treat you both the same. I'm going to talk to both of them the same. I'm not going to put anybody on a pedestal. And that's what we have to do. Just treat everybody the same because we're all human beings. It doesn't matter what your occupation is or what title you have. You're still a human, and that's what, that's what you want to do is treat everybody the same. Um, be kind to people and um, just love one another uh, because we have enough of negative stuff going on in this world that uh, we just need to promote more kindness and, and just be positive. Because I think if you can be positive in your life, that uh, positive things are going to happen to you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I can 100% agree with that. 
Um, you know, especially during these times, you know, we need we need to all spread the uh, the virus of positivity, the virus of, of kindness and happiness, yeah. and all mm-hmm. those great components. And, you know, you, you said it best just to love one another and to uh, most importantly, leave the real better than when we found it and leave leave people better than, you know, what we found them as well. Right. And, uh, you know, Paul, uh, you know, you touched on um, that you are, you know, the working that you're doing uh, with the Wakamaku County Board of Education as the director of communications and community outreach. What is that position meant to you and what can we expect to see from you in the future with that? Yeah, so uh, it was a position that uh, I had no idea that I'd ever be in education, although my family's all over in education. My dad was a school principal. Um, and teacher. My brother was a, a teacher and a school principal before he retired. Uh, my daughter's in education, but I never thought about it. I was going to be in education. But when I was able to um, come back home, as they say, um, to be the director of communications for the school system that I went to and, and went through, it was an honor. Um, and it's it's been an honor of being able to not so much be the face of Wakamaco Public Schools, but but a voice for Wakamaco Public Schools to tell people all the great things and show people all the great things that are happening in our school system. Because when you turn on the news, you know, you usually hear the bad stuff. But I'm going to tell you, Bubba, there are so many great things happening in our school system. We have so many great teachers. We have so many great administrators that are doing amazing things in the classroom. I go to all the schools. I visit all the schools mm-hmm. and I see the work they're doing with these children. And it's just really, really uh, heartfelt. It's amazing what they're doing. And some of the teaching that is going on in the schools is really, really amazing. And that's what I want to showcase. So we often do videos. We often do uh, flyers. We often do showcases of the teachers in our school, of the students in our school. We got amazing students who are going on to do amazing things in this, you know, uh, in this world, especially, you know, going to college, some going off to you know, different um, uh, institutions um, in the service, some just becoming entrepreneurs once they get out of college because we have a great career and technical education program that uh, we have folks going right into the workforce and doing things. Uh, great things in, in this in this communication. So it, it means it means a lot to me to be able to, to spotlight and highlight some of the great things we have in Wakamaka County Public Schools. And one of the things we we hope to do in the future. Now this year is going to be um, interesting because mm-hmm. we you know we're all new to this virtual work. We're all new to what's going on now. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. But we are doing our best to communicate uh, as quickly as possibly. And, um, you know, we're being transparent as possible to let folks know what's going on in the school system. And as soon as we have information to pass along to parents and teachers and um, students and staff, we're putting it out there. Um, Right now, it is just fast and furious getting ready for next Tuesday, which is the opening of our schools. That um, you know, we're getting computers ready. We're getting uh, uh, internet access ready. Jetpacks out to as many families as we can. So, my job now is just to try to keep, uh, along with Tracy Saylor, our public information officer, just to keep the public as informed as possible with what's going on with the school system. 
and of course the virtual learning. Absolutely. And um, as we, you know, get ready to conclude here, Paul, what are some things, what is the, you know, maybe uh, the last message or any final, you know, thing that you wanted to touch on while you were on the podcast? I'll, I'll just pass things over to you in this moment. And again, it was an honor, an absolute honor to have you on here, Paul, you know, uh, somebody as respected and, uh, you know, with so many uh, achievements throughout your career and really, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you embody, a, you know, um, an amazing leader and really an icon on the shore again, as I touched on earlier. So, uh, again, thank you so much. And I'll just pass things over to you, Paul. Well, Bubba, thank you very much for having me on, sir. I mean, it's always uh, it's an honor um, to be on this program just to be able to talk about, you know, some of the things that that uh, I've accomplished, but, but not that, you know, I always tell people it's not about me. It's about, you know, who you can help. And that's what I've learned in life. It's not about what you can accumulate, you know, as far as material things, um, you know, uh, all those, those things are great. What I believe makes somebody special is how they make somebody else feel, how they can help somebody else out. And that's what I try to focus on every day. When I get up, I say, okay, who can, who can I affect today? Who can I help out today? Um, how can I be a blessing to somebody today? And that's what I think it's all about. It's, it's not so much about us, you know, because, you know, God wants us to help out our brother, help out our sister. And that's what I think we do is can we be a blessing to somebody else, um, you know, in, in what we do. But the other thing, too, is that when you go to your job, whatever it is, or you have a business, whatever it is, is to give your all at that business uh, every single day. And uh, not just to show up and, and, and receive a paycheck, but to really give it your all because that's what you owe. You owe it to your, your employer or you owe it to your business. You got to put in time um, in both of them and give it your best shot. But, but, but my final message, Bubba, mm-hmm. would be is how, to be a, how can you be a blessing to somebody else or how can you be a blessing to your community how can you serve um you know your fellow man and you do a great job at that with your service that you have right now i mean the fact that you're able to to you know help and protect so many people is uh is is amazing and and you know the fact that you know you're a business owner yourself you know the struggles that get started and it wasn't easy but you know, look at look at you now. Look what you're doing right now. So thank you very much for having me on, sir. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck and continued success in all that you do as well. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And uh, likewise to yourself, uh, I wish you nothing but, you know, great health, uh, prosperity, and nothing but blessings. Again, thank you thank so you. much, sir. And you have a blessed night, all right? All right. You do the same. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.